Welcome to the iPod Podcast. This is your host, Lyle Lloyd Hostetter. Today we are here to discuss the effects that phones and social media can have on teenagers today. Of course, we, we hear about these from the media, but there are many different perspectives in this situation, so it's interesting to learn about it from other people. Let's get started. One of the most talked about parts of this whole issue is technology addiction. This is a fascinating topic that no one really has there's no real defense for it and no upsides to technology addiction. Studies have shown that 71% of teens who spend five or more hours a day on their phones have depression. And remember that the national average time for a teen to spend on their phone is nine hours. So this is huge. In 2010, there were 188 million texts sent out monthly in the U.S. alone. This rounds out to be to be about 600 per person uh, which is about 20 a day. And the rates are only increasing, have only increased since then. I don't have a phone myself, so I thought it would be nice to get the perspective of one of my classmates who does. Please welcome Ben and Newcomb to the show. Hi. Uh, so, Ben, you have a phone. Yes. Uh, why do you think it's necessary for teens to have phones? Do you I'll... think that's really something they need? Like, I don't think it's a need, but I think it helps out a lot because, like, most people have phones and I know Lyle a lot of people tease you about not having a phone so it becomes kind of like a bullying thing that can happen and then also I think it just also helps out a lot today because like your your parents want to know where you are you can tell them if you want to ask if you can go somewhere you can ask and it would just help it's really handy yeah uh and then you know, a lot of the times we talk about how social media affects these teens. That's what we're talking about today. How, in your experience, do you think that social media affects these teens? Have there been a lot of examples I've heard, but would you say these examples are something that's common or would you say they're uncommon? I really, I think it depends on how much the person cares about it. Like if you like, you really like freaking out about like how many likes you get or how many follows you have, like, yeah, I think that would negatively affect it because you've been thinking about that a lot. It added stress. Yeah, it adds stress. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I don't think that's how it is with everyone. You know, personally, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. And then, uh, so we're talking about this. Um, you were speaking on how, like, it doesn't really matter to you. What kind of social media do you use, and how do you use it versus how? you know, teens in TV shows, movies, how the media portrays people. How do you think you use it against how teens stereotypically use it? Uh, so, like, pretty much, I use Instagram, and I just use that to look at memes and stuff. But then, like, I think stereotypically, it's, like, a lot about, like, sharing your, like, life with other people and stuff like that. I'm not really like that. I don't want to show everyone my life, so... Um, do you think this is the best possible way to use social media, or do you think this is something that uh, it could be changed upon? What do you think? Well, how do you way? think the like best my way? way? Or like the best way? Yeah. What do you think the best way people can use social media? What's because this we know this isn't going to go away. Like so, really, just like not make a big deal out of it, and just like if you want it, sure get it. Like why not? Who's gonna stop you? But, like, as long as you don't make a big deal out about it and you don't worry about it, I don't really feel like that it would positively or negatively affect you. All right. Um, and then we're, I'm going to go back to 
you know, cell phones in general, uh, would yeah. you say that you're addicted to your phone, or do you think you do a good job of regulating your use? I don't regulate it, but I'm not addicted either. Like, I know there's a lot of people, like, they hang out with a friend, they'll be on their phone the entire time. I Like, I'd say that was, like, where addicted would be, but... Like, I don't really have it out most of the time. Normally, just, like, check something or show it something to a friend. Uh, and would you say, are there, do you have any experience where it's been something where, like, everyone's on your phone so you feel pressured to do this, or it's, like, you're bored and do this, or, like, what, uh, when you're with other people, what makes you feel like you should use your phone when you do use your phone? Because, like, I could say, like, First of all, it's normally like I go like, hey, uh, y'all want to go do something? And they go, no, let's just chill in here. They're just all on their phones. You don't really have anyone to do anything with. So, like, what else are you going to really do? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of uh, the, the media, especially, and a lot of people say is the problem with this is that uh, it's since it's so entertaining, it's so... Uh, captivating, it's taking away social skills. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the big things. Uh, I read an article, and in it, they were talking about how the lack of landlines in homes now is making it so, ins- and like with the growth of texts or instant messaging, uh, communication skills have gone down a lot, where uh, originally, uh, like a teen would get a, phone, a call, and it would be like, or they would call someone and their friend's parents would pick up and they would have to like interact with them for a while and then until their friend got to the phone. Whereas now it's, they text immediately. Yeah. Um, so do you think that that's a problem or do you think it's something like these situations evolve over time? Honestly, like, I think that like it's good, but it's also bad. Like I think like you meant like being able to like just talk your way to something like say like talk to be able to talk to your friend i think that's good because that would help with social skills but at the same time it just makes everything slower and more inconvenient but i don't really feel like that would be like the best way to develop social skills so i wouldn't really consider that like a big part of social skills um all right and that goes to another thing one of the uh biggest reasons social media and uh like this super ultra fast communication has uh risen is because of how much more uh effective and how much quicker it is so it makes people much more productive uh do you think that that is a reason for teens to have phones or do you think it's something where it should be used near exclusively for business um i like should be used exclusively for business because if it's used exclusively for business that means only people that would be using it for, like, business calls would be having it. Like, let's say my friend moves over across the country. Like, I don't know their address. How am I going to be able to talk to them? Or I could just use their phone number or something. But Exactly, and I think that's one of the big things. Uh, it's such an easy form of communication that uh, people often, they, they do take advantage of it, and they uh, use it to extents they shouldn't. But it's also convenient, especially when uh, there's a book. It's called It's Complicated. It's by Dana Boyd. Uh, it's a great book. But 
one of the main things it focuses on is that teens are often blamed for uh, having phone or like being addicted to their phone when oftentimes parents like won't let them out of the house or controlling yes or, like there's another side of the story and then they get blamed for that so who do you think is to blame for like gen z's addiction te- to technology that's uh so prominent in the mainstream media right now would you say it's something where it's like everyone's contributing uh what do you think i think everyone's contributing because like you know a lot of older generations they feel very strongly about bad phones like phones are bad a lot and i feel like that kind of helps because a lot of, so kind of like a reverse psychology people are like well they really don't want us to use it i might as well use it then like their parents not letting them out of the house what else are you gonna do just like sit in a corner the entire time we could like but then i think it's also gen z's fault too because there's a lot of other things that they could be doing that are more productive so I feel like everyone plays a role. Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the biggest things with this phone, with these phones, is that ger- generational divide you were kind of starting to speak on. It's like, uh, you know, we see this with every generation. Uh, often adults are like, I can these... see, I see it like in one generation sometimes. Like, you can see a divide between like, like, like my sister. She's in the gen- same generation as me, but she grew up with like completely different stuff as me too. Yeah, um, and, like, this is not something new is the thing I think a lot of people are focusing on. It's just happened so quickly, you know? Yeah. It's like an eight-year span where suddenly it went from nothing to there's so much stuff all at once. And we haven't seen that before, uh, you know, with the landline and stuff. We haven't seen this quick progression. And I think that's one of the things, like, uh, the baby boomers, uh, of course, they were often, like, addicted to the radio or addicted to whatever means of not even necessarily communication but whatever means of technology they have entertainment and then generations before them would get mad at them about that and then that happened with the uh gen x and then to millennials and now it's happening to gen z but it's so much more portrayed now because of social media and because of uh social like not social like uh the speed at which we have news now and it's it's there's so much more there's so many more factors playing into this now than there were before personally i feel like you know how you're talking about like they always hate it yeah but i feel like the phones of like would be like the worst of these because like a lot of people get like super stressed out about it like might give them anxiety and stuff you were talking about like 71% teens having depression. I'm pretty sure you said that earlier. Yeah, 70% of teens yeah. who use their phones five or more hours a day uh, are diagnosed with depression. Yep. Yeah, but like, I never, and just the, I know that like the amount of people that have depression now is a lot higher than it was like 40 years ago. It's gone up more. And I feel like it might not just be phones. I feel like just everything in general is a lot harder than it was like 40 years ago because I know there's a lot people feel a lot more pressured and stuff to like do good. And uh, would you say that's part of like uh, with values of things, right? Like uh, with the economy, the values of things are rising slowly or sometimes they're falling, but generally since like the 60s and 70s, they've grown and Inflation. inflation, yep. And, like, uh, all 
these new pressures where it's like uh, college is more expensive. These things yeah. where it's such a different situation. You think that's one of the main factors contributing to that? I think that's the main factor. It's like people always like, oh yeah, it's always phones. But I don't really feel like that's always phones. I feel like phones can play a role, but I feel like most of the time they don't. I feel like it's meaning like how you're talking about pressure, the universities, just trying to get into a good college to succeed. I feel like there's a lot more pressure with that. Yeah, uh, I talked to Dr. Christian, uh, Kristen Schroeder, and uh, she was saying that, you know, uh, she's a psychologist, and yeah. she was saying there's they haven't found a, a direct connection between cell phone use or like social activity on social media they haven't found a direct link between that and depression or stuff but they found a correlation that's very suggestive and um what do you think of that do you think it's something where they should find more or do you think it's something where you know it's still a problem um i think like the social i'm like i'm not gonna say like oh social media doesn't cause depression and things like that I think it can very well cause it, but I feel like, I don't feel like that social media is what causes it most of the time, I feel like if so, because, like, there's always a solution to that problem, and that's to get rid of social media. Yeah, and I think that's one of the difficulties, is how, like, how quickly society has become dependent on this, and, uh, when I was talking to Dr. Schroeder, uh, we talked about this a lot. It's become something where humans in, in general can't really function without technology. The newer generations are becoming more and more dependent on technology. And uh, that's one of the main problems I think that a lot of people see in this. What do you think about that? I don't think that we're dependent on technology. But I think that without technology, we would just be doing just fine. Like, a lot of things wouldn't work, but that's just because technology for a lot of things is needed. Especially in a lot more complex fields of work. But I also feel... I don't think that's dependent, but I feel like some people just wouldn't... They'd be a lot different without tech. They'd be different without technology, you know? Yeah, um, you're talking a lot about, like, how much you like your phone, how much you think it's a good thing for kids your age to have. You're 14, it's something where you're going to high school soon. It's... You're gonna need to contact friends, parents, you're gonna just, it'll help out a lot. Yeah, uh, can you think of one time you wished you didn't have a phone? Like, after you got your phone, can you think of a time, or multiple times, where you wished you didn't have a phone, where it was like, this is annoying? Not really, because, like, I'm good at ignoring it. Like, if I'm, let's say, get, like, a... I'm not really sure. Like, let's say my phone gets spammed by someone. I can just, like, move away from it. It's like, I I don't go, like, oh, I wish I didn't have this. It's so annoying. But, like... Can can you see how this would be a problem for someone? Yeah. Because, like, let's say... You're trying to do something on it, alright? Yeah. But then something pops up and it keeps just making it difficult. Lots of people are texting you. I feel like that is just... Like, you can always just move away. 
yeah. you don't have to be around your phone. Like, I can set my phone on this side of the room, on, like, over there in the other corner, and stay over here, and it would have no bearing on anything, really. I'd probably forget I said it there. Yeah, um, and there have been studies done that show, like, that show kind of contradictory, where it's, for most people, it's like having a phone, or any form of technology even, in the room increases blood pressure. Really? Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy to think, but it's just like, uh, especially with someone who's addicted to a phone, it's just like, I need to see this. It's something they feel like they can't live without. It's a legitimate addiction. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, you're a very specific case. Everyone is. Um, Everyone who uses this technology is different. However, I think it's something where, uh, you know, even though everyone does it, use it differently um they need to everyone needs to get better at regulating it like you do yeah. and no not sorry <laughs> like uh you have gotten better at uh, yeah and it's a big problem uh but then to kind of uh have the opposite of my question earlier uh can you think of a time you were especially grateful for your phone like or even for social media or any of that kind of stuff not social media. I could really care. I couldn't really care at all if I didn't have social media. It doesn't really it doesn't really affect me at all. Um, but the time where I'm really grateful is like, I sh- if I I just want to ask my mom, hey, can you pick this up at the store? Like she's coming home from work, so like, yeah. If I didn't have it, I couldn't do that. If I want to ask like after your school, can I go over here with to a friend's house? I wouldn't be able to do that. It just makes a lot of things easier and so you think it's something where it's like oh i'm able to do this so much faster it's something yeah it just helps like you don't really have to plan as much i think it allows for more uh like loose planning it makes you able to be more spontaneous to be more flexible yeah like you can cancel plans quickly you can create plans quickly um yeah uh, so, one thing I think a lot of people have talked about is, like, the lack of sleep te- teens get from phones and technology. Have How have you seen your daily routine change since you got a phone? Do you sleep more? Do you sleep less? Um, I wake up at the same time. Uh, since I got a phone, I think I probably go to bed a bit later, but then again, like, I know as you become a teenager, your sleep schedule changes a little bit. Your brain starts wanting you to stay up later, sleep in longer. I feel like that's the main reason. And I'm generally, I just stay up late. Even before I didn't have a phone, I still stayed up pretty late. So you you don't think it's changed, like, how you react much? How has it changed, not necessarily even your sleep schedule, but, like, how you interact with people on a daily basis? How you, uh, go go about your day? Like, throughout my day, like, I'd maybe, like, show someone something cool I saw, like, something funny, like, a cool sports clip, but, like, that's really not that big of a difference, like, I don't really feel like it changes that much, I think without it, it it wouldn't be too much different. Alright, and then, uh, one of the other things people talk about is, like, the disconnection between the modern generation that we haven't seen before would you say that your phone helps you connect with people or that it help like 
makes you less connected. Um, I'd say more because I can talk to people easier. Seriously, like, normally, I would... I'd say it more like I use my phone not to talk with people through it, but to be able to meet up with people, like, in real life. So you use your phone as, like, a planning tool? Yes. Alright, um, how do you think, like, you know, again, everyone is different, how do you think that changes for someone else? Someone who, like is more disconnected because of their phone they're like addicted to their phone or whatever it is i think they're like because you said like lifestyle i feel like that would change a lot spend a lot more time on it but yeah you know yeah um so you do think it would change um i think one of the like the really crazy parts about it is like just how much it's used like like i said earlier there's in 2010 like before uh direct messaging really started to skyrocket yeah there were 188 billion texts sent out every month in the u.s and that number has only grown since then what do you think like do you think that's a problem or first of all you have to count technology has been a lot more widespread there's more people that have access to it because it's become cheaper, it's more available. Um, and also, like I know back then it was a lot like pay per text, but now it's a lot more like pay per month and like how much data you get. So I feel like it's not as much as people are more addicted, but there's just the opportunity. There, there's more people with it and that also there is... Like, you don't have to put everything in one text. You can also just put in a bunch of little mini-texts. Yeah, um, and then one of the biggest things people talk about all the time is things like catfishing where, uh, or online predators where, like, uh, stereotypically, uh, like, a middle-aged man will lure someone into, like, uh, a relationship or something like that and make them feel comfortable. It... What do you think about all that? Do you think that's, like, a serious problem? Or do you think it's something that's been overplayed by the media? Overplayed. Like, they keep talking about, like, all these different cases, but, like, I've never heard of a case like that. Like, like on a news article or anything, I've never seen that before. Because, like, I think most people really know. Like, I shouldn't meet up with some some random person I've seen online. Like, that feels like common sense. And do you think that's part of what, uh, like, high schools and even middle schools have done, like, uh, to inform students about how to be safe with social media? Like, for my, for me, no, maybe someone else, yeah, because, like, I'm not, I know I'm not, don't want to meet up with anyone, it's like, it's just, like, kind of common sense, really. Yeah. I don't need someone to tell me it, because I kind of already know it. Um, well, if I was talking about, like, how you, uh, or what you think schools, how that's impacted you, what do you think schools could do better to help, uh, prepare students for social media or to prepare students or to, like, equip them with the tools they need to help deal with these new stresses? Social media, like... I don't feel like that schools should be the ones doing something. 
I think it should be the person that has the phone taking action. Like, if you're stressed out about social media, like, it's negatively impacting you, you know it has, just take it out. Like, it's not a person. It doesn't have feelings. Like, social media will not be sad if you delete it. Like, just, I think that's, like, the big solution. Just, if you feel stressed out about it, delete it. If you don't, just don't worry about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's hard for a lot of people just because of, like, you know, it's intentionally made to addict people. It's, yeah. It's made to get, uh, use, it's made to get downloads, and it's yeah. not made to be deleted. They try their best to keep you on it. Um, do you think that's something that should change? Do you think, like, there should be, uh, new ways that companies deal with social media or that, like, companies deal with anything like that? Well, first of all, I don't feel like companies would really be doing a whole lot with that, because that's not really, that's not their problem. I I don't feel like something will happen from companies if they were, like, I don't think companies would be the type of people you'd be looking to help for this problem. Uh, by companies, I meant, like, the the people that make the social media. Uh, Oh, okay. Sorry, I wasn't clear. Um, maybe just, like, try and make it so that it's, like, maybe, like, a bit of, like, a safer place, first of all. Try and, like, prevent cyberbullying. I know a lot of things, people have done that. And I bet that's helped. To be honest, I don't really know. But I feel like it's not really... I think it's mainly just the user that has to take the action for it. Because it's their choice that they wanted to get it. And it would be their choice if they want to get rid of it. Yeah, and uh, you bring up a lot of really good points. Uh, Another... I'm trying to cover everything. Uh, One of the big things I think... uh, a lot of people have been talking about especially recently is how easy it is to disguise yourself and like to only show part of yourself so like you can show the best parts of your life while taking all your problems and not showing it um do you think that's something you've seen or and do you think that's something that is like a real thing or do you think it's something where it's like a completely wild example of what could happen I think it's something that happens, and I can't really think of, like, a specific example, but, like, like kind of like an analogy, like, let's say you go out and you get something cool, right, from the store, like, oh, this is cool, you put it on social media, it's like, oh, yeah, I just got this, but then, like, something bad happens, like, you break your arm, and you're, like, embarrassed about it, and you don't put it on, I think that's, like, a good example, but... I think it's people's choice what they want to put on, really. If you want to put it on social media, sure. Like, I don't care. It's your choice. If you don't want to put it on, I don't care. It's your choice still. And I think, you know, uh, it, it is their choice. But I think one of the problems with not not even not showing everything, but only showing the good parts, it makes people seem more than human. And it makes it seem like they're uh, flawless, and it makes a lot of people really self-conscious about how they portray themselves. And I think uh, it—that's one of the factors about like the increased levels of anxiety and stress that come with this that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. So, like, would you say that 
there should be more compensation for that. Like, there should be... Not necessarily... Like, what type of compensation? I don't... Uh, like... Not compensation, but, like, how do you think this should be dealt with? Because it's obviously a problem. But there's a lot of really difficult things about it. Like, you know, we can't stop people from posting what they want. But at the same time, it's like, this is hurting someone else. Yeah. Um. But, like, back to, like, what I was saying. Just, like, how it is. Just... I'm not... I don't really know, to be honest. Like, you should be allowed to post what you want. Like, you go on a cool vacation. Like, let's say you go to Bahamas. You want to post a picture of that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, the Bahamas are cool. I'd like to see a picture of the Bahamas. And someone else, maybe they think, Oh, this person is so lucky. I wish I had enough money to go to the Bahamas. Like, I'm, I just don't have any money. It's so bad. Like, yeah, I see it. It doesn't work. But at the same time, if you would fix it with this, you also have to fix so many other problems. Like, so you see a person and they have, like, something really expensive like an expensive car then you have like a really like old beat up car that would like produce the same the same effect yeah so i think people focus too much about sophia so social media with this and it's really just anything where they're like better grades or quality more expensive fancier like that's just all it is a lot more than just social media Yeah, and I feel like I have been focusing a lot on the negatives, but there are a lot of positives. Um, I think one of the biggest things that's come is, like, the amount of advocacy for things that's going on. That is, like, it's huge. There's been, you know, the Women's March was, has been organized the past couple years through social media, and it's been great. And there's all sorts of, like, you know... Helps people advertise companies. It helps people advertise. It's, like, there's all these hashtags and stuff that help raise awareness and I think, you know, it's it's a faster way of spreading news. But with the spreading of news, it comes like, uh, how do you determine what's real from what's not? Because before, you know, you could pretty much trust what happened in the print. Yeah. Whereas now, it's like, anyone can say anything. And you'll know about it like this. Like, super fast. So, do you think that there should be a better way of, like... Just don't, checking. just don't get your information from social media. Like, that's just a big thing. Like, why would you do that? Just, like, you see something cool, maybe search it up. Like, if it really sounds cool, then you're actually interested in... But if it's not, like, don't necessarily assume it's fake. And, like, if you want to tell someone it, like, maybe say, like, I saw this, I'm not really sure if it's real, but, like, it was kind of cool. And just say that, like... But you just shouldn't get news from social media. Alright, and then uh, one thing is, you know, everyone uses social media differently. How do you think, and I know you may not have experience with this, or like this may not be something you've dealt with. How do you think that the use of social media, or like how social media, cell phones, and all this are used, like uh, for different races, for different classes, like for the different class divides, and for like but the even the difference between men and women how would you say that is like changing 
personally, I don't really feel like it's a racial divide or a gender divide, age divide. I feel like there's someone out of like every group that would have used social media the same way as another person from every group. I, I feel like that's how it would be, but I feel like it's just everyone uses it in the same way, I feel like, but not at the same time. Kind of like there's like little groups of people that use it all the same way, but they're like, that use it, like each group uses it the same way, but each group isn't like a gender group or a race group or an age group. There's just a mix of all different people in that group. That's a great way to think about it. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, tune in next episode. We'll be interviewing the parent of a teenager and getting her perspective. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is iPod Podcast. Uh, have a nice day. Uh-